Section ten of the Treasure Chest of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Treasure Chest of My Bookhouse, edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. Little Gulliver by Louisa May Alcott. Up in the lighthouse lived Davy with old Dan the keeper. Most boys would have found it very lonely, but Davy had three friends and was as happy as the day was long. One of Davy's friends was the great lamp, which was lighted at sunset and burnt all night to guide the ships into the harbour. To Dan it was only a lamp, but to the boy it seemed a living thing, and he loved and tended it faithfully. Every day he helped clear the big wick, polish the brasswork, and wash the glass lantern which protected the flame. Every evening he went up to see it lighted, and always fell asleep thinking, no matter how dark or wild the night my good shine will save the ships that pass and burn till morning davy's second friend was nep the newfoundland who was washed ashore from a wreck and had never left the island since nep was rough and big but had such a loyal and loving heart that no one could look in his soft brown eyes and not trust him he followed davy's steps all day slept at his feet all night and more than once had saved his life when Davy fell among the rocks or got caught by the rising tide. But the dearest friend of all was Seagull. Davy found him with a broken wing and nursed him carefully till he was well. Then he let him go, though he was very fond of little Gulliver, as he called him in fun. But the bird never forgot the boy and came daily to talk with him, telling all manner of wild stories about his wanderings by land and sea, and whiling away many an hour that otherwise would have been very lonely old dan was davy's uncle a grim grey man who said little did his work faithfully and was both father and mother to davy who had no parents and no friends beyond the island that was his world and he led a quiet life among his playfellows the winds and waves he seldom went to the mainland three miles away for he was happier at home he watched the sea anemones open below the water found curious and pretty shells and sometimes more valuable treasures washed up from some wreck he saw little yellow crabs ugly lobsters and queer horseshoes with their stiff tails sometimes a whale or a shark swam by and often sleek black seals came up to bask on the warm rocks he gathered lively seaweeds of all kinds from tiny red cobwebs to great scalloped leaves of kelp longer than himself he heard the waves dash and roar unceasingly the winds howl or sigh over the island and the gulls streamed shrilly as they dipped and dived, or sailed away to follow the ships that came and went from all parts of the world. With Nep and Gulliver, he roamed about his small kingdom, never tired of its wonders, or, if storms raged, he sat up in the tower safe and dry, watching the tumult of sea and sky. Often in long winter nights he lay awake, listening to the wind and rain that made the tower rock with their violence, but he never was afraid, for Nep nestled at his feet. Dan sat close by, and overhead the great lamp shone far out into the night to cheer and guide all wanderers on the sea. Close by the tower hung the fog bell, which, being wound up, would ring all night warningly. One day Dan found that something among the chains was broken, and having vainly tried to mend it, he decided to go to the town and get what was needed. He went once a week usually, and left Davy behind, for in the daytime there was nothing to do, and the boy was not afraid to stay. A heavy fog is blowing up. We shall want the bell tonight, and I must be off at once. I shall be back before dark, of course, so take care of yourself, boy, said Dan. 
away went the little boat and the fog shut down over it as if a misty wall had parted davy from his uncle as it was dull weather he sat and read for an hour or two then fell asleep and forgot everything till nep's cold nose on his hand waked him up it was nearly dark and hoping to find dan had come he ran down to the landing-place but no boat was there and the fog was thicker than ever dan never had been gone so long before and davy was afraid something had happened to him for a few minutes he was in great trouble then he cheered up and took courage it is sunset by the clock so i'll light the lamp and if dan is lost in the fog it will guide him home said davy up he went and soon the great star shone out above the black-topped lighthouse glimmering through the fog as if eager to be seen davy had his supper but no dan came he waited hour after hour and waited all in vain the fog thickened the lamp was hardly seen and no bell rung to warn the ships of the dangerous rocks poor davy could not sleep but all night long wandered from the tower to the door watching calling and wondering but dan did not come at sunrise he put out the light and having trimmed it for the next night ate a little breakfast and roved about the island hoping to see some sign of dan the sun drew up the fog at last and he could see the blue bay the distant town and a few fishing boats going out to sea but nowhere was the island boat with grey old dan in it davy's heart grew heavier and heavier as the day passed and still no one came in the afternoon gulliver appeared to him davy told his trouble and the three friends took counsel together i'd gladly swim to town if i could but it's impossible to do it with wind and tide against me i've howled all day hoping someone would hear me but no one does and i'm discouraged said nep with an anxious expression i can do something for you and i will with all my heart i'll fly to town if i don't see him in the bay and try to learn what has become of dan then i'll come and tell you and we will see what is to be done next cheer up davy dear i'll bring you tidings if any can be had with these cheerful words away sailed gulliver leaving nep and his master to watch and wait again the wind blew hard and the broken wing was not quite well yet else gulliver would have been able to steer clear of a boat that came swiftly by a sudden gust drove the gull so violently against the sail that he dropped breathless into the boat and a little girl caught him before he could recover himself oh what a lovely bird see his black cap his white breast down-coloured wings red legs and bill and soft bright eyes i wanted a gull and i'll keep this one poor gulliver struggled pecked and screamed but little dora held him fast and shut him in a basket till they reached the shore then she put him in a lobster pot a large wooden thing something like a cage and left him on the lawn where he could catch glimpses of the sea and watch the lighthouse tower as he sat alone in this dreadful prison if dora had known the truth she would have let him go and done her best to help him but she could not understand his speech as davy did for very few people have the power of talking with birds beasts insects and plants to her his prayers and cries were only harsh screams and when he sat silent with drooping head and ruffled feathers she thought he was sleepy but he was mourning for davy and wondering what his little friend would do for three long days and nights he was a prisoner and suffered much the house was full of happy people but no one took pity upon him ladies and gentlemen talked learnedly about him boys poked and pulled him little girls admired him 
cats prowled about his cage dogs barked at him hens cackled over him and a shrill canary jeered at him from the pretty pagoda in which it was hung high above danger in the evening there was music and the poor bird's heart ached as the sweet sounds came to him reminding him of the airier melodies he loved through the stillness of the night he heard the waves break on the shore the wind came singing up from the sea the moon shone kindly on him and he saw the water fairies dancing on the sand but for three days no one spoke a friendly word to him and he pined away with a broken heart on the fourth night when all was quiet little gulliver saw a black shadow steal across the lawn and heard a soft voice say poor bird i's gwine to let you go specs little missy'll scold dreffle but moppet'll take the scolding for you here dare you is pert nuff now case you's in a hurry to go but just wait till i gets de knots out de string that ties de door and away den you flies but moppet won't you be hurt for doing this why do you care so much for me i can only thank you and fly away as gulliver spoke he looked up at the little black face bent over him and saw tears in the child's sad eyes but she smiled at him and shook her fuzzy head as she whispered kindly i don't want no tanks birdie i loves to let you go case you's a slave like i once was and it's a dreadful hard thing i knows i got away and i means you shall i's watched you dreary all these days and i tried to come for but they didn't give me no chance do you live here i never saw you playing with the other children said the gull as moppet's nimble fingers picked away at the knots yes i lives here and helps the cook you didn't see me case i never plays the children don't like me why not asked gulliver wondering eyes black said moppet with a sob but that's silly in them cried the bird who had never heard of such a thing colour makes no difference the peeps are grey the seals black and the crabs yellow but we don't care and are all friends haven't you any friends to love you nobody in the world cares for me the older children has folks to love and care for them but moppet's got no friends and here the black eyes grew so dim with tears that the poor child couldn't see the last knot was out gulliver saw it and pushing up the door flew from his prison with a glad cry and hopping into moppet's hand looked into the little dark face with such grateful confidence that it cleared at once and the brightest smile it had worn for months broke over it as the bird nestled its soft head against her cheek saying gently i'm your friend i love you and i never shall forget what you have done for me to-night how can i thank you before i go for a minute moppet could only hug the bird and cry for these were the first kind words she had heard for a long time and they went straight to her lonely little heart oh my dearie i's paid by them words and i don't want no thanks just love me and come sometimes to see me if you can it's so hard living in this here place i don't think i'll bear it long i wish i was a bird to do as i's a mind i wish you could go and live with davy on the island he is so kind so happy and as free as the wind can't you get away moppet whispered gulliver longing to help this poor friendless little soul he told her all his story and they agreed that he should fly at once to the island and see if dan was there if not he was to come back and moppet would try to get someone to help find him when this was done davy and dan were to take moppet if they could and make her happy on the island full of hope and joy gulliver said good-bye and spread his wings but alas for the poor bird he was too weak to fly for three days he had hardly eaten anything had found no salt water to bathe in and had sat moping in the cage till his strength was gone what shall i do what shall i do he cried fluttering his feeble wings and running to and fro in despair hush birdie 
i'll take care of you till you's fit to fly i knows a nice quiet little cove down yonder where no one goes and there you can stay till you's better i'll come and feed you and you can paddle and rest and try your wings safe and free honey as moppet spoke she took gulliver in her arms and stole away in the dim light over the hill down to the lonely spot where nothing went but the winds and waves the gulls and little moppet when hard words and blows made heart and body ache here she left the bird and with a loving good-night crept home to her bed in the garret feeling as rich as a queen and much happier for she had done a kind thing and made a friend next day a great storm came the wind blew a hurricane the rain poured and the sea thundered on the coast if he had been well gulliver wouldn't have minded at all but being sad he spent an anxious day sitting in a cranny of the rock thinking of davy and moppet it was so rough even in the cove that he could neither swim nor fly and he could find no food but such trifles as he could pick up amongst the rocks at nightfall the storm raged fiercer than ever and he gave up seeing moppet for he was sure she wouldn't come through the pelting rain to feed him so he put his head under his wing and tried to sleep but he was so hungry and anxious no sleep came what has happened to davy on the island all this while the lamp won't be lighted the ships will be wrecked and many people will suffer oh dan dan if we could only find you how happy we would be as gulliver spoke a voice cried through the darkness is you there honey and moppet came climbing over the rocks with a basket full of such bits as she could get poor birdie is you starving here just go at this and enjoy yourself there's fish and things i think you'd like how is you now dear better moppet but it's so stormy i can't get to davy and i worry about him began gulliver pecking away at his supper but he stopped suddenly for a faint sound came up from below as if someone called help help Hi, what's that said moppet listening davy davy called the voice it's dan hooray we've found him and gulliver dived off the rock so recklessly that he went splash into the water but that didn't matter to him and he paddled away like a little steamer with all the engines in full blast down by the seaside between two stones lay dan so bruised he couldn't move and so faint with hunger he could hardly speak as soon as gulliver called moppet scrambled down and fed the poor man with her scraps brought him rain-water from a crevice near by and bound up his wounded head with her little apron then dan told them how his boat had been run down by a ship in the fog how he was cast ashore in the lonely cove how he had lain there for no one heard his shouts and he couldn't move how the sound of moppet's voice told him at last that help was near how glad they all were then moppet danced for joy gulliver screamed and flapped his wings and dan smiled to think he should see davy again he couldn't understand gulliver but moppet told him all the story and when he heard it he was more troubled for the boy than for himself what will we do he may try to come ashore is the lamp alight he cried gulliver flew up to the highest rock and looked out across the dark sea yes there it was the steady star shining through the storm and saying plainly all is well thank heaven if the lamp is burning davy is alive now how shall i get to him said dan never you fret massa moppet'll see to that you just lay still till i comes there's folk in the house as'll tend to you if i tells them who and where you is off she ran and soon came back with help dan was taken to the house and carefully tended moppet wasn't scolded for being out so late and in the flurry no one thought of the gull next morning the cage was found blown over and every one fancied the bird had flown away dora was already tired of him so he was soon forgotten by all but moppet 
in the morning it was clear and gulliver flew gladly to the tower where davy still watched and waited with a pale face and a heavy heart for the three days had been very hard to bear and but for nep and shine he would have lost his courage entirely gulliver flew straight into his bosom and sitting there told his adventures while davy laughed and cried and nep stood by wagging his tail for joy while his eyes were full of sympathy the three had a very happy hour together and then came a boat to carry davy ashore while another keeper took charge of the light till dan was well nobody ever knew the best part of the story but moppet davy and gulliver other people didn't dream that the boy's pet gull had anything to do with the finding of the man or the good fortune that came to moppet while dan lay sick she tended him like a loving little daughter and when he was well he took her for his own he did not mind the black skin he only saw the loneliness of the child the tender heart the innocent white soul and he was as glad to be a friend to her as if she had been as blithe and pretty as dora it was a happy day when dan and davy moppet gulliver and nep sailed away to the island for that was still to be their home with stout young ben to help the sun was setting and they floated through the waves as rosy as the rosy sky a fresh wind filled the sail and ruffled gulliver's white breast as he sat on the masthead crooning a cheery song to himself dan held the tiller and davy lay at his feet with nep bolt upright beside him but the happiest face of all was moppet's kneeling at the bow she leaned forward with her lips apart her fuzzy hair blown back and her eyes fixed on the island which was to be her home like a little black-figured head of hope she leaned and looked as the boat flew on bearing her away from the old life into the new as the sun sank out shone the lamp with sudden brightness as if the island bade them welcome dan furled the sail and drifting with the tide they floated in till the waves broke softly on the shore and left them safe at home end of section ten